You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day doing some big things, big news headed your way. It's Bo Brock. Give me a follow on Twitter at Bo Brock. Follow my co-host Alex Clancy at Clancy's Corner. This episode of Locked On Cardinals, it's brought to you by the best tasting protein bar ever. It's Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, one word, you'll get 20% off your next order. Alex, I got a huge problem. My wife continues to get into my Built Bar stash, and it's dwindling by the day. I'm going to have to hit up BuiltBar.com just to get another mix box. Told you shouldn't have got married, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not what I said. I yeah, no, I had one this morning. I'm up at 4 a.m. for the show that I produce. I take one with me. I put it in my pocket, and it's the best part. Like, they're so good. Like, this isn't a joke. This isn't a this is a grizzly thing we're trying to sell and we have to talk up something that isn't a sellable product. These things are incredible tasting. They are. What's, they taste like candy bars. They really do. What's a better breakfast than a built bar and a cup of coffee? I don't think there yeah. is one. Yeah, I add a banana in there sometimes too, you know? But yeah, I mean that's that's it. Built bar, coffee, call it a day. Get your potassium in there. I appreciate that. We've got a big podcast on tap for you. The Arizona Cardinals actually making moves, some promotions within their coaching staff, and they've hired a wide receivers coach after letting go of David Ray. Looks like he's going to Vanderbilt. Uh, wow, yeah, that's a. Uh, I mean, he's going to be their offensive coordinator, so it's good for Ray. But uh, that's a that's a program that definitely needs a lot of help. But uh, the Arizona Cardinals they hire Sean Jefferson. What? impact that can make for the Cardinals as far as free agency, as far as the draft's concerned. We'll get into that conversation. Deshaun Watson, I just was reading on ESPN.com, 17 teams that could try for the services of Deshaun Watson. Are the Arizona Cardinals part of that group? And uh, we'll also look at some more mock draft fodder. It's all coming up. Uh, it was interesting yesterday, Alex. I, I listened back to the podcast and just to hear how far off we are as far as the Cardinals and, and how they should approach this offseason. I was kind of, it, it was, I am still kind of surprised by that because it felt like early, the early stages of this offseason that started way too soon after the team fell short of the postseason that I, I thought we were on the same page, but we are completely different spots. Yeah, we are. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really just, and I mentioned it yesterday, it's a paint-by-number, it's a choose-your-own-adventure, It's you can have two completely different thought processes on a specific situation regarding the Cardinals and have them both be valid. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's we don't know what path this team will take. It's still somewhat of like a tabula rasa offseason where it's, are you going to focus on the offensive line? Are you going to focus on the secondary? Are you going to focus on the wide receiving core? Are you going to focus on the linebacking core? Like, it, it could go so many different ways. But this offseason is going to show the beginning of the path for what the Cardinals look to be as a franchise moving forward. Because there's so many holes, there's so much lack of depth that you could really choose any way to go 
and it would be validated through the draft and free agency. Yeah, and at this point last offseason, nobody envisioned what the offseason was going to look like. Nobody envisioned the DeAndre Hopkins trade. That's, it's such an inexact science, and people, I mean, we were ramping up for an offseason that was going to be the Arizona Cardinals being major players for offensive linemen, whether it was free agency or whether it was through the draft, and then playmakers to uh, give Kyler Murray. Didn't envision DeAndre Hopkins. That becomes a reality basically on day one of free agency. They pull off the trade, and it completely transformed the 2020 offseason. We'll see if uh, if if Steve Keim has another ace up his sleeve. But the move was made. They hire Sean Jefferson as their wide receivers coach, and it's a pretty you know as far as the impacts concerned, pretty minimal. I I, mean, I don't I'm not expecting Sean Jefferson to come in here and Christian Kirk's going to transform into the wide receiver two that people thought he had the you know the ability to become. Andy Isabella was going to become you know an impact maker in the passing game, and Keyshawn Johnson was going to be the guy, kind of the diamond in the rough, and tap into some potential that a lot of people have seen in the preseason and flash here and there throughout the regular season. I don't expect Sean Jefferson to make that big of an impact, but it, it, where I think it might be interesting is, would he, would a guy like Rashad Perryman be a free agent you know, option for the Cardinals at wide receiver with Jefferson coming over? Bro, well, anybody is. Like that's how far the the Cardinals wide receiving core has fallen. Christian Kirk, I I was never. I mean, we saw midway through last season that there's a chance that he may not be the guy to be a running mate for whoever the wide receiver one is. Anybody is an option who can make the regular season roster, the 53 man roster, week one. Not Greg Little, not Bryce, whatever his name was. Bryce from, Butler. From Dal- Bryce Butler from Dallas. Like, you need a bona fide wide receiver to be able to just have Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, Steve Kime at all, not have to think about the production from that player. You could go expensive, you can go inexpensive, but you need to go within the confines of this dude is going to be playing meaningful snaps through 17 weeks for the Arizona Cardinals come 2021. It's just a matter of where he will fit in the salary cap conversation. That's what you need from your wide receiving core. Yeah, we're just looking for any kind of difference maker as far as development. And I thought the coaches that they promoted, Sean Kugler, who has made uh, tremendous strides with this offensive line, he also is going to take on as the, the run game coordinator. And you can hopefully see that become... Uh, I, I guess more of a when, when the Cardinals are playing in, in close contests or they have a lead that they can become that run heavy team that can put things away be, can, can become a team that can win the time of possession battle that we haven't really seen the last two seasons under Cliff Kingsbury and then Cam Turner you know becoming your quarterbacks coach uh, he takes over for uh, Tom Clements who, who retired who was the passing game coordinator coordinator to QB coach. Uh, you just hope that you know he can be the guy that can work hand in hand with Kyler Murray to take that next step. But I, I don't expect expect any of these guys to be kind of like the the Wizard of Oz, like where they're behind the curtain. They don't you you don't even know who's pulling the strings, uh, and they're going to make this huge impact. I mean, it's just just get guys in to help push the progression and development of some players that we haven't heard a lot from since they've been drafted or 
you know, made their way into the Cardinals organization. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that just a change of voice, a change of, you know, you just need to mix things up when things aren't working. And David Ray is the second former Arizona Cardinals coach to get hired by a lowly SEC team in some capacity with, with uh, Steve Wilkes getting hired by Missouri late last week. So it just shows how much the rest of the NFL thinks of who has coached the Cardinals in recent history. So hopefully this will shake things up, and hopefully the Arizona Cardinals will be on the up and up with the receiving core and other facets of the team. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On podcast network. It was uh, It's a pretty big day here as far as the network's concerned. We've been acquired by the Tegna Network. It's a major media network. Good thing is, well, I'll tell you the good thing is that's actually going to be on the other side of things. We'll tell you what that means for us. I'll tell you what, not too much. You're going to still get the great daily content that you're used to getting here on the Locked On Podcast Network from Locked On Cardinals, Alex and myself. We'll get into the Deshaun Watson conversation and look at a, uh, another mock draft here on a Wednesday edition of the podcast. All my 2020 tax information is starting to come in. My W-2s, you get your 1099s. Look, everybody's taxes, they're one of a kind. That's why TurboTax Live experienced tax experts are ready to listen to you, learn about your unique tax situation, and help you get the best tax outcome. Maybe you're moonlighting as a rideshare driver and have questions about what qualifies as a deduction. Maybe you want an expert to walk you through the process since most of your income last year came from freelance jobs. Or maybe you just want to hand the entire tax filing process off to an expert while you perfect that banana bread recipe. Whether you want to file with the help of an expert or let an expert do the filing for you, TurboTax Live tax experts are here to help, giving you the confidence to know that you're one of a kind uniquely. You taxes are done right. Intuit TurboTax Live. When it comes to getting and staying in shape, nothing feels as good as the feeling of accomplishment or hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. Echelon can get you there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their Echelon Stride Smart treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you the fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your home. The EX7S is Echelon's latest state-of-the-art innovation that takes cycling to the next level. The EX7S connected bike is built with performance, flexibility, and durability in mind. The EX7S is the bike for the competitors at heart. Their world-class instructors at Echelon will motivate you with the thousands of daily live on-demand studio-level classes always available when you need them. And unlike the competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone. And one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. Right now, you can try Echelon Fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Just go to echelonfit.com slash locked on. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash locked on. We just tweeted it out at Locked On AZ Cards. It was Tegna announcing that they acquired the Locked On Podcast Network, the leading publisher in local sports podcast. That's us. And uh, it's just a, this is a big time move. Alex and I, we work for iHeartMedia. Tegna, it is, uh, it's one of our peers, I guess, as far as media companies are concerned around the country. And uh, we're just exciting to see, excited to see what this is going to do, it's going to continue to usher the Lockdown Podcast Network, this podcast, Lockdown Cardinals, to another level, which is is exciting. 
Yeah, I'm pumped. I mean, this is like we just had a, no. Uh, I mean, full disclosure, we just had you know a meeting with with, with the locked on people and it, like everybody else, and it's just it's how this how much this platform has grown is a testament to everybody who listens. So again, thank you to everybody who listens to us, everybody who listens to all the other. If you're listen, if you have a favorite professional or college sports team, chances are you can find that podcast on the locked on platform. All you have to do is Google. If you're a San Francisco Giants fan, Google Locked On San Francisco Giants. Boom. Daily podcast about the Giants. This is something that it's a far cry from when I started this solo. I don't know. This was in the 2017 season. And having to talk about the Cardinals getting blanked in London when David Johnson's out for the year and Carson Palmer goes down with, with an arm injury at halftime, the Cardinals lose by 30-plus points. It's like, what is happening? the 2018 and the listenership was very low. Like we've built this and luckily both joined me and, and it's made the podcast a lot better. Like we're able to now have a platform for people to listen to us, give unfiltered, honest opinion and analysis on the Arizona Cardinals. And we both feel so lucky that we're able to do so. And man, it seems to be going astronomically higher then maybe anybody like there were expectations for how far this platform could go. But this is something that it's still in the infancy stage of the platform. And it's only been around, you know, less than a decade. So it's like, this is ex- insanely exciting for what's to come. A- absolutely. Looking forward to what's in the future. What's in the cards for the lockdown Cardinals podcast here on the lockdown podcast network. So we talked about it right from the very get go. This is more of Alex's, uh, discussion the Deshaun Watson debate uh ranking trade offers it's on the front page of ESPN.com as we record this podcast and they've got 17 teams that they think could vie for Deshaun Watson's services and they've got uh pretty much they've got the Cardinals lumped in with teams that have quarterbacks that are young and successful but they're they've hit a ceiling so far and it's actually pretty impressive uh, QBs that that Kyler Murray's associated with. It's the Ravens and it's the Bills, and it it would be a team. The way that they describe the Cardinals being associated to Deshaun Watson is with an impractical swap, impractical swap of quarterbacks, and uh, that these would be teams that they see at the moment a quarterback that's more of a proven commodity. Even though Lamar Jackson has an MVP that Deshaun Watson doesn't. But they see Deshaun Watson as a guy that could potentially do all the things for their organization to take them to the next step immediately. And I got a lot of flack uh, just in general about saying that I would trade Deshaun Watson for Kyler Murray. Like, I, it's obvious, I thought, that there are very few quarterbacks you would trade for Kyler Murray for, but he's one of them. You know? And it's just... It's obviously not going to happen. Right. You know, but it's just like if you could trade, there were what three quarterbacks that you would trade Kyler Murray for Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. I mean, even Aaron Rodgers, he's old. So you're not going to trade him for Kyler Murray. Like Justin Herbert, if you want to get weird, Russell Wilson, maybe Russell Wilson's eight years older than Kyler Murray. 
Are you guaranteed that Russell Wilson would put you in a better position for the next decade than Kyler Murray? Maybe, but not for sure. Like, you know Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes are better quarterbacks than Kyler Murray is. It's just, it's proven. So that's the only reason why I brought it up, because, you know, the Cardinals had just missed the playoffs, and it's fun to window shop, you know what I mean? Sure. It's fun to look elsewhere, especially when, when his name came up, even though I called this, you know, 18 months ago. The thing is with with Kyler Murray too is look you should you should rest easy that he's going to be the quarterback going forward. He can be the answer at quarterback going forward, and it and us just bringing up in as you called it window shopping, talking about Deshaun Watson. It's it's just interesting debate. I I wouldn't make that deal because I think Kyler Murray is just Deshaun Watson type potential. Just a year behind, and you you like the idea of a proven commodity, a guy that just led the league in passing yards, coming in and you know getting back with his number one wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins and seeing what that could be. But the one thing I do have an issue with Deshaun Watson the the numbers are 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 pretty out, outrageous. You know, as a, as I mentioned, forty eight hundred passing yards. The TDs went up a little bit, thirty three this year. Took care of the football. Just what was it seven interceptions? He uh he holds on to the football way too long. We saw what that this offense looks like when the quarterback does that. 50 plus sacks. And I think that Deshaun Watson is just a guy that he's ma- trying to make a play, you know, but at some point it it's it uh it costs the team. Like he's he has been sacked 40 plus times I think in each and every season of his career and I think some of that is on his shoulders, and I, and I liked what I saw from Kyler Murray getting rid of the football uh, as quick as possible this season, and it certainly boded well for their offensive line that uh, took took great strides in 2020. Yeah, a, a couple things there to unpack. One, Deshaun Watson had his Blake Bortles year, and we've talked about this a little bit. Blake Bortles several years ago was a fantasy football darling. I think it was his second year. When Allen Robinson made a name for himself, Allen Hearns was a big name around fantasy football worlds. It got him another contract. I think he went right to Dallas afterwards. Like, when you're down by multiple scores throughout the game, your numbers are going to look awesome at the end of the game. You'll probably have a couple more interceptions or a couple more turnovers. Blake Bortles definitely did than Deshaun Watson. But at the end of the game, Deshaun Watson was not only a fantasy football darling towards, you know, the second half or the final two-thirds of the season after the murderer's row that he played. I think he played Baltimore, Kansas City, and Pittsburgh within the first quarter of the season. It was the first three games of the season. Yeah, yeah, it was the first three games. And But he's also a cover monster. Like, you're never out of a game with Houston because you have Deshaun Watson. If you're down 17 points going into the fourth quarter, you could easily put up two garbage-time touchdowns. You could cover your, your bet. With Deshaun Watson holding on to the football, absolutely. But that offensive line in Houston, even with Laramie Tunsil, makes the Arizona Cardinals offensive line from last year look like the steel curtain in offensive line form. Like, he's had to hold on to the ball a lot longer than other quarterbacks would traditionally. Yes, it's he, it's not an exact science with him, but I would 100% take his acumen, winning a national championship, almost winning another one against a, 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 an Alabama team that nobody thought that game would be close. It's just... Maybe the grass is always the grass isn't always greener. Maybe that's a situation we have, but just the the remarrying of him and DeAndre Hopkins with this Arizona Cardinals team, I just think that it would be an offer you could not pass up if if the if the price were right. That's all. And obviously, this is all 
irrelevant because it's never going to happen. Right, and ESPN says in their article that they're not one of the 17 teams that would be really vying for Deshaun Watson's services. It's not. I mean, they include Green Bay in there. They they include the Vikings. They include the even the – I'm surprised they have the Chargers in this conversation. That's kind of absurd with, with Justin Herbert, but – it's already kind of an outlandish list, and they, they don't even include the Cardinals. They're just on the outside looking in, and I think that's where we are, where it's, it's just it's, it's, it's la-la land. It's, it's, it's not anything that's going to be coming close to reality. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One more mock draft to look at on a Wednesday, who the Cardinals are taking. You're starting to see a theme here and a position that the Cardinals could key in on come this spring's draft. We'll tell you what it is. It's Locked on Cardinals. The bets for the big game are starting to take shape. Chiefs, right now, three and a half point favorites over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, according to our friends over at betonline.ag. It's the only place that I trust to get you covered as far as placing the bets for the big game. Sign up today for your free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. If your first bet of the NFL season is the Super Bowl, do it with betonline.ag because if you put in 50 bucks, you get 25 free dollars to play around with. Like, you don't even have to put your own money on the line for the big game. Check it out. BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Start to build that stack. Look at some NHL games. Look at some NBA games. Look at some college hoops. Build that stack before March Madness because nothing makes the tournament more interesting than betting on the games. Get in the game. Get off the sidelines. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. We were talking about it earlier in the show. Of course, this show, Locked on Cardinals, brought to you by Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. And it's the best breakfast ever, in my opinion. Cup of coffee and a Built Bar. That's what gets me going each and every day. And the Built Bar, it's even more deliciouser than before. How's that possible? They had 12 original flavors. They added six new flavors recently. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, and they all stack up with the 12 OG flavors like peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, all of them amazing. And you know what? They're just as healthy as they are delicious. Great for the health-conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. The bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. Great for the keto diet. Right now, you can save yourself some cash by buying the best-tasting built protein bar ever, Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's the promo code LOCKEDON, one word, for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnAZCards, at Clancy's Corner to follow Alex, and at Bob Rack to follow me. Uh, another mock draft from the Draft Network, our guy Justin Reed putting out another mock draft for him. It's actually his fifth mock draft. The guy just churns them out. In this one, he's got uh, no change at the top, Jags and Trevor Lawrence. He does have the Jets taking Zach Wilson uh, instead of Justin Fields at two. Jamar Chase, the wide receiver that sat out from uh, LSU at number three. Justin Fields going to the Falcons at four. And then Penny Sewell seems to be uh, a recurring pick that the Bengals are going to go offensive line. By far the best prospect at the tackle position in the draft in Penny Sewell. As far as the Cardinals, 16th, it's a guy that I've seen in multiple mock drafts go to the Cardinals. J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. 
probably the third prospect at the cornerback position right now. But yeah, the Cardinals going secondary. Yeah, Caleb Farley goes uh, to the Broncos at nine, and then Patrick Sertain just on the outside looking at the top five, six to the Eagles. Right, uh, Jordan Jordan Reed is that. If you want to know anything about, if you check out Draft Dudes here, Trevor Sikama does a great job. And Kyle Krabs, they do a great job. They both work for the Draft Network, of whom employs Jordan Reed that we talk about a lot on this podcast as well. They do great work over there at the Draft Network. So if you ever want any sort of draft information, check out the Locked On Draft or Locked On NFL Draft, the Draft Dudes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, Trevor Sikama and Kyle Krabs do great jobs. Um, but yeah, I, this is something. J.C. Horn is the darling for the Arizona Cardinals from the Draft Network. That's who they've pegged the Cardinals taking at 16. We've seen it, again, in multiple drafts, as Bo, as Bo said, the majority of them from the draft network. And this is more of a situation where the Cardinals are actually going to face where who knows what's going to happen with Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons, the whole storyline that came out in November about there being some kind of lewd conduct in, in the locker rooms at Penn State. Uh, the, that story just resurfaced yesterday on Twitter. Um, the Cardinals are going to find themselves in a situation where you could take the third best corner, which is most likely to be J.C. Horn, or you could take the fourth best receiver, depending on what happens. You know, it depends on where Jamar Chase goes, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell. Like, one of those could be there for the Cardinals at 16. And we know that we know that uh, mock drafts have to kind of err on the side of caution a little bit with the amount of quarterbacks they put in the in the first round. I mean, there's no question. Mac Jones could go top 12. Like We've seen crazier things than that happening. This is a far cry from A.J. McCarron, game manager Alabama, going to the, I think that he went to the second round. He went in the second round to Pittsburgh. Like Mac Jones could definitely go ahead of the Cardinals at 16, which would bump down all of the other talent one one spot. So maybe the Cardinals could get something that that falls in their lap that they wouldn't nor they wouldn't necessarily get in other drafts. Yeah. But listen, if it's corner, it's corner. That's fine. Again, this is a choose your own adventure draft for the Cardinals. It isn't the conversation about a guy like Micah Parsons who early on this guy was a top five, top the you know low top ten pick or fringe top. I mean, he was he was entrenched in the top ten. That's what I should say. And uh, I thought it was interesting that I saw that. Um, the Penn State head coach, James Franklin, was tied to the Tennessee job. He interviewed for it. And I was like, that's kind of strange. But I guess this, you know, shocker that Penn State is up to no good again. But Micah Parsons, like, if you had the opportunity to take the top player of that position at 16 instead of the third best prospect, or the in this case at the wide receiver position with Waddle going to the Patriots, the previous pick, I, I think you, you still have – this is a team – that is in such a position of need for depth, and as you've mentioned several times this offseason, creating a strength. If you got Micah Parsons in there, you've got a guy in Isaiah Simmons that I know he he didn't make the huge, the biggest impact, but the type of athlete he is and the potential he has. You, ma- I mean, that's the middle of the second tier of your defense becomes very strong and very young and has some building blocks for the future. Yeah, and Bo, this is, and I apologize to everybody. I'm going to continue to say this through this offseason, you know, free agency and the draft until the Cardinals can have a, can find a strength 
in one of their tiers of their of their team, offensive or defensive, they're going to be exposed. It doesn't matter how bad of a passer Lamar Jackson is to the football. The Ravens' defense is so good that they are not out of any game. They had Robert Griffin III as their quarterback, and they almost beat Pittsburgh. When Pittsburgh was at, they were starting to teeter, but Pittsburgh's defense was second to none at that point. And I know it was on a, a Wednesday or whenever they played it, but they had RG3 at quarterback, and they almost won that game. If RG3 didn't throw a pick six, they would have won that game because their defense was so good. Yeah. And it's like, imagine having a lockdown corner that takes away half the field. Like, you need, and that's not that wouldn't be a strength. If the Cardinals can draft somebody at 16, say they draft a corner. They draft J.C. Horn, hypothetically speaking. And he ends up being the guy. Then you have Jalen Thompson, Buda Baker, and J.C. Horn as three of your six corners as top-tier guys. I mean, Jalen Jalen Thompson is probably a B-level, but you have two A guys. That's a strength. Yeah, That's something you can rely upon that would strike fear in opposing teams, and the Cardinals do not have a one yet. And what's interesting, too, about these these mock drafts is if, if that many quarterbacks go and that many wide receivers go, I mean, the, the potential for the best players available at other spots and the, the, the impact makers that you could find that you could just put elsewhere on the field, it's not as sexy as a wide receiver. Uh, but if you're taking the third best corner when you had the, the opportunity to get the best pass rusher or a guy that's in the conversation for that, or offensive line, I, I just think that you you take that instead of you know trying to get that position of need. We've seen how that goes at the quarterback position with Josh Rosen. They got the fourth best quarterback. He ended up being the worst quarterback of that class. It's just I, I think that they need to take the the best prospect available outside of quarterback uh, in in this draft at sixteen. I think and and they would be if that person can get on the field potentially start for this team. That's a win, right out, right out of the gates. Can't be a running back, Bo. Yeah, like I, I. Oh yeah. This is something that you and I are not going to agree on, and it's just, it's. I don't know how we could be this far off on this. You've got it. You could lock in a franchise running back and who's youthful, who's going to be at the ripe age to just with you're you're getting a lease without a mileage limit. Like you can just stack, you can just stack on the miles on that guy. And just and and you know you're not paying him too much. I mean, I know he's going to be uh, one of the higher paid running backs in the league, but that just goes to show. I mean, you just bring the guy in and you just give him 300 carries in a season. You just find your your bell cow. You just run it into the ground. I just think that that's I I don't have a problem with that at 16. I think that this offense lacks that playmaker opposite DeAndre Hopkins. And there's a misconception of what that means. Like, it doesn't have to be another wide receiver. It could be a tight end. It could be a running back. If it's Najee Harris, I don't I don't think it matters. Just run up that guy's, the mileage on that guy's legs. I mean, you need an offensive line to be able to run block, Bo. Like, it's listen, it, it's a chicken and the egg situation. I get, like, what you're saying isn't a ra- It's not like you're saying draft a kicker in the first round. Like, I, I, I understand your point. Uh, I just think that there are so many other, and, and again, 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 this is all predicated upon what they do in free agency. If they want, they get a stick up their ass and want to sign Aaron Jones 
and the market is correcting itself, so we, they're not going to have to give him $45 million guaranteed. Okay, you're not going to draft a running back in the first round. Like Again, this is all predicated upon the foundation of what they do in the offseason, in, in free agency. If they want to check boxes that way, sure. If they want to spend a little extra coin that way, sure. I'd much rather them spend a little extra on a running back for a proven commodity than, than draft a running back and just hope it works. When was the last running back? that was on the open market in free agency and that was signed that had a, a, an immense amount of success with the team that threw that uh, that signed him w- when was the last time it happened because i i can remember a bunch of failed guys i i remember demarco murray signing a big that, deal that's the first team. name that comes out demarco murray comes out uh Fra- <laughs> frank gore Le- Le'Veon uh, bell i mean it, it's the list is a lot longer of guys who have failed because their best years are with their previous team uh, yeah, I mean Le'Veon Bell. Let's let's remove him from the conversation just for conversational sake. No, I mean he took a year off. He went to a bad team. Like that's that's different. That's why Pittsburgh was hesitant in, in giving him a big deal. And they, it turned out they, that they it was going to be the best deal. Okay, that's like an I know you are, but what am I? No, it's argument. Not. It's Le'Veon Bell is not. He's not let's like take a, this guy. That's a. It's a that would sway your conversation. Another way, or like it's it's complete proof of it. It's it's that's a dumb way to go about it. Yeah. Okay. Listen, the Packers are different. The Packers don't pay people unless you're a quarterback, and Devontae Adams is going to get paid. But they're not going to pay Aaron Jones what he thinks he deserves. And Aaron Jones is, by all accounts, what a top eight running back. He He's won- underutilized in in Green Bay. Like he doesn't get all the carries that, that he needs. He's great out of the backfield, catching the ball and running the ball. Like it's just he, Aaron Jones. It's a different landscape now for running backs because if you're a great one like Derrick Henry, you're going to get re-signed. And if you're a small market team like Green Bay, if it wasn't Green Bay, we'd be having a different conversation, in my opinion. I think if it wasn't Green Bay, they'd be re-signing him. I think I think Green Bay has has it has the best. Uh, I, I think the plan for the running back position. He's going to be 27. Next season, they just got the best out of Aaron Jones that they could have. I don't think Aaron Jones goes elsewhere and has sustained success and earns his whatever contract he commands on the open market this season. Yeah, but remember, remember, Aaron Jones was a sixth-round pick, fifth-round pick. If sure. you strike lightning in a bottle, obviously it kind of removes the, removes the conversation because it's like if you draft somebody in the first round, it's not cheap. They're still getting twelve or fourteen million dollars over four years. It's not like you're getting you you, you have, you're not even a lock to make the roster after being drafted. How much is is uh, Aaron Jones going to make? He's going to make more than a first round pick's going to make. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but I again, I'm swaying. You, uh, you are am. not going. You are not going to convince me that drafting a running back in I the first round. Starting him. I mean, you already started to. You just realized that Aaron Jones at twenty seven. Would you rather invest? More than a first-round pick in dollars on a guy with already four seasons under his belt, or a, a first-round pick where he's locked in potentially for five. Um, Aaron Jones, first of all, isn't the only option. So if we were talking Aaron Jones, if you could only draft a running back at sixteen or sign Aaron Jones, sure we could have a conversation. But I, Aaron Jones is just one of the names. There are far more needs that the Arizona Cardinals have. 
than running back. And I, if the Cardinals were drafting at 27, sure, we could have a conversation. At 16, I'd rather them take Landon Dickerson than a running back. Oh, my God. Landon Dickerson fan club president, Alex Clancy. I'm not that. drafting Najee Harris or Travis Etienne, who have been run into the ground during a... You're telling me Travis Etienne, he has more miles than a, ten, a third of the starting running backs in the NFL right now. He's 21 years old. He's 22 years old. Yeah, Bo, he has touched the ball 100 times since we started this podcast. I could go out into Old Town Scottsdale, and I could stay out until 4 in the morning and go to work at 5 when I was 22. You're invincible at that age. He can take 25 carries a game if he needs to. Yeah, a little uh, insider info for Bo. Two wine coolers, he's done for the rest (laughs) of the day. Um, Two kiwi strawberry look, wine coolers. Look, I was, He's heaving and eating McDonald's no, and inconsolable all day. The next day. Bo Brock now at this age, absolutely. I'm the, I'm on the shelf for weeks. But back when I was 22, I was invincible. I was I was pulling a full day at work. We used to, we used, so we used to record the podcast Sunday night after the games. And Bo, if he would drink Saturday, if he would drink Saturday night. You would hear him Sunday after Sunday night when we did the podcast, like it was three in the morning Sunday, and he had just woken up. It was incredible. It was and, incredible. And that's I'm after, just having like, my Irish liver. That's after two IPAs. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it's, it's it's even oh. more embarrassing than anybody can ever imagine. It's locked on Cardinals. I want to I want to continue this this running back conversation. We will. I guarantee we will. It'll probably just come up during a random topic and it will just interject itself again but it's an interesting one it's a great debate we've got more of that headed your way tomorrow another locked on cardinals podcast part of your locked on podcast network make sure you're following along on twitter at locked on easy cards at bob rack to follow me bo brock and at clancy's corner to follow alex we'll talk to you guys soon